previously on Bloodsport. But that's going to be a great game. I think Kawhi Leonard is going to show them what they're in for. You got you got Kawhi Leonard, you got LaMarcus Aldridge. We got Golden State San Antonio Saturday. We Disappointment, damn Spurs Warriors. Disappointment is not the word, man. It's just it was a waste of time. Like I want my I want my five minutes back. But the people there will forever remember that as the Ian Clark game. I don't forever remember that. Only thing entertaining I saw was them kids' faces. Like it was, it was like Halloween. You ain't get no candy. Torture. <laughs> this is Blunt Talk episode six, Return of the Jedi, take two. And, <laughs> and we here and back. I mean, last time you might remember. One of the key highlights was looking forward to that Spurs Warriors game on Saturday prime time, and what we get a bag of coal. What happened, Santa? Let's first go to San Antonio. Kawhi oh, Leonard man. enters concussion protocol. That's nothing anybody can Can't control. Can't say that about that. Lamarcus Aldridge, regular heartbeat. He's got some type of heartbeat arrhythmia. That's nothing to play around with at all. Yep. Warriors lose Friday night. Steve Kerr decides. Okay, Steph, Clay, Dre, and Iggy. Right after they lost, Everybody. too. Like, you ain't waste no time. How how the media know before your players? Andre Iguodala found out in, in the his interview press conference. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I was like, DeMarcus Cousin found out he got traded? Oh, <laughs> getting whispered in there. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Okay. They're not, like, they, they, uh, they told Andre Iguodala, he said, we do what Master says. <laughs> Everybody coming at him like, ah, oh, come on. He was a fool for that. He could have said anything else, man. He's the only player. I mean, we, on the Warriors. we didn't get to see Steph and Clay reaction because I don't think they found out right live in the interview. But uh, I, I, I just think they don't know how to any act player, they're losing games now. I man. think any player would be kind of upset. Really, when it gets down to it, it defeats the competitive spirit. Like the point of the NBA season is not to be easy. You are athlete. Like it's not supposed to be the most sensible thing in the world to do. Number one. Number two. Adversity is part of the athlete's experience. Like that's that's really what you define as an athlete. And number three. You de-emphasize the regular season. Like, we paying for these tickets in advance. Like, all right, look, uh, I'm going to take my girl here on April, whatever, whatever. You've been to San Antonio Five, twice a year. You know? Like, I'm planning for this. This is some people vacations is centered around these things. And you like, oh, well, today I don't feel like waking my kids up out of bed, so I'm going to let them sleep. Like, that's really what you told me, Steve Kerr. I'm going to let the kids sleep today. You know what? The kids got a job. They got to do this. Send them, send them home at least. Tell me. So we got to watch them on the bench and know that they're not hurt. If they you cook. that concerned about they rest, then concede defeat earlier in the game before. Don't just go up into the water. I mean, but or, I think. Or, or cut their minutes or something, man. Let let these people who pay top dollar to come watch the biggest team in, in basketball every time they show up in the arena, they're bringing crowds out. Right. They're That's bringing what it's tons about. of people. People are paying. This is someone's Christmas gift. This is someone's birthday gift. If you got play money just to show up at every Warriors game, that's cool for you. But maybe this doesn't apply the same. But you know what? You deserve to watch them play too. If you pay for them damn tickets. Look, that's the that's the that's the game. You the biggest team in the world. You want to go sign Kevin Durant. You want to go play yourselves up and talk all slick. You want to shimmy all around the court. 
This is what comes with it. So now when you on the spotlight, when now you like Ringling Brothers Circus touring eight cities in eight nights, don't shy away from me now. Cause you was all good when you was hitting half court shots at Oklahoma City and shimmy and shaking your ass and all that. Now you don't want to do it. Now all of a sudden I'm tired. My shoulder hurt. Nah, that's not how it go. Look, MJ played 80, 82 when he was 40. You back in the day, these old heads talking about Stacey Augman, Steve Smith, all these dudes. It was a rite of passage to play at 80 plus. You earned your rest at the end of the season when you locked it up. That's how it went because every and, that, other, and that's down to even the best man. MJ's even the, the best. MJ's the go. You you want you want to tell me you need some time off? Go win three straight and make Space Jam. Then you can come back. That's ain't your no, time off. Ain't know what MJ does for his time off on that? He sits what the last two three games. He don't even sit the whole game. He plays like ten minutes here, twenty minutes there, and then sits out the last game. For this game specifically, seeding is at stake. After losing Friday, they were a game behind San Antonio. Like Isaiah so, said, so why you quit? Yeah. Why you quit? Isaiah Thomas uh, called out Draymond Green a little Zeke. earlier. Why, why, why did you Isaiah. concede? Why did you forfeit against the Spurs? Why you quit? That's all it was. Why you quit? Like, any real competitor would have been like, yo, I'm tired. Let me go get a Gatorade and go play the sluggish. Michael Jordan played the flu, the flu bro. Like, what, what, what is your problem? Like, that's, that's a little different. That's playoffs. That's playoffs. Hey, man. Like you said, de-emphasizes the importance of the regular season. Totally de-emphasized. Like. These, these these Saturday showcases, if you look back, what, two weeks ago, you had no LeBron. The week before that, I believe, was no Chris Paul. They had some bad luck They're with snake it. They're snake-bitten. They had some bad luck with it. And then I understand the Spurs had some legitimate in, uh, injuries, so yeah, maybe it wasn't, wasn't as interesting a game as it could have been. But still, like, you can't. You can't just kill the kill the record. Like that's part of it. That's part of the grind. You you supposed to lose some games. Like it's you're not supposed to be seventy three and nine. If you striving for that every season, you got it twisted. Now I'm glad because it's okay. Because what they're gonna see is that little turn it off, turn it on thing. It's not gonna work. They're gonna get smacked in the playoffs. Then you're gonna really have to go back to the drawing board. So it's all right. You know what I mean? But. That's whatever. Uh, I would oh, talk oh, about the Knicks, but they don't nah, deserve to be talked about. The they lost to JV team tonight. Shout out to Biggie, though, getting his jersey retired. You know, it's only right that the Knicks lost on uh, Biggie tribute night in the Barclays. Because the real one won? Brooklyn, they deserve some wins. Mello, you came back talking about you Brooklyn this and Brooklyn that. And on Biggie birthday, show up small. I know you got your 27, but come on now. You're supposed to be leading your team to some kind of push man. you don't forget, leave. forget the Knicks man it's depressing enough that we get one Saturday night showcase game a week and it keeps getting derailed by something just flex them have a flex schedule like NFL with the Sunday night games every time they got a Jets game in December thinking they're gonna be relevant they're like Unfor- you know what let's, let's flex the Chiefs and the Steelers into that spot unfortunately they can't change them that quick so we, we wouldn't get that pleasure but they definitely need some solution cause you need some backup plans Adam Silver they got robbed they got, we got robbed. Everybody got robbed. But more exciting things in basketball selection yes. Sunday just happened. Yeah, I'll just, man, listen. Let's talk about it. Listen, first of all, very excited for this NCAA tournament championship week was off the chain. Like SEC championship was. Yes, was, sir. Malik Monk giving Arkansas buckets. They could heckle him all he wants. He's Mr. Arkansas in basketball. Out of bio over there, Kentucky. flexing on people, all that stuff. Little dirty, they was barking. dirty foul, cheap shot. At yeah, the end. Kingsley. That you know he wasn't right for that. Michigan. I'll, Michigan winning their tournament. Michigan came through. They started in the practice jersey, and then they was here. You know what I'm saying? They had the the plane crash, and they got off the plane to start runway. Right, yeah, and then they back. they came out. Just, they they knew what time it was. They're gonna be a dangerous out. Actually, I got a lot of upsets in my bracket. Not too many, cause I think at the end the the top team is gonna shake out. Actually, my my final four. Yeah, let's hear your final four. Get in the final four. 
I got Duke. Okay. I got UNC. Okay. And I got the Pac-12 being represented with Oregon and Arizona. Okay. Right? I got a couple upsets along the way, Middle Tennessee over Minnesota. Um, I got UR over Creighton. VCU going to get in, even though, like, VCU and Wichita State, they're not them real 10s. Like, I'm familiar with them. But at the end of the day, I got Duke beating UNC for the third time in the month, 75-68. But when I, when I picked that bracket right after right after the brackets came out while I'm watching Selection Show, did the bracket, I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, this is I like this. This feel right. Then I, I started remembering Lonzo Daddy in my head. When he was like, my son going to win this. And I was like, hold up. Yep. Can I give you my go, final go four? Ahead, go, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. You mentioned UCLA. I got coming for out of the South and Midwest. It's going to be a Kansas-UCLA matchup. Mm. And then I have coming out of the East and the West, Nova and Arizona. So we do have Arizona in there. I have Kansas taking out Oregon in the Elite Eight, though. That's a tough matchup. I had trouble with that one because they go out of the way. Because Kansas, you know, Kansas is always showing up. Josh Jackson and them, Frank Mason, but I, I like I like Dylan Brooks too much. I like Dylan Brooks. I think that's gonna come into play in the tournament. He a late game closer. That's what it is. March Madness too. It's experienced guards. They close out games. Dylan Brooks, you saw in the conference tournament, man. And that's he, the big thing about UNC. Whereas U, UCLA, they got that experience. They was they literally were, they were there. there last year. They were literally they were, there. Came down to a game winner. Right. Like they and, had the and championship. And they, they hit the game winner before, before that. Before that, right. <laughs> they had the championship and then got taken away from them. So I think that experience being there and Roy Williams knowing, like, nah, I got to bring this home. Like, they're going to be a tough out. So that's why I had them over UCLA. But Kentucky got a tough road. Like, it, it's do. a tough tournament. It's a tough tournament. UCLA, I have would have to beat Kentucky in the uh, Sweet 16 to even they gotta get to They got to beat a lot of people. They got to beat Kentucky. They got to beat UNC. They got to be some Wichita State and whoever else get past them boys. Like, they got – there's a tough road everywhere you go. Villanova got the worst one. Yeah, nah, that, that East bracket is heavy. <laughs> the one and two seed in Nova and Duke. Duke is the two seed. It's like, Duke is waiting for you at the end like Darth Vader. Like, they came on, too. Here. Duke definitely came on. Oh, they yeah. came on Jason late. Jason Tate, look, Markel Fultz was number one or number two with Lonzo Ball. I think Jason Tatum erased that. Like, or not erased that, but I, – I, I could see him. He might have climbed to the three spot. I think Philly might be picking there. If it's a choice for Philly. Between those three? Those two. Okay. I think number one, I it's, think you take I Lonzo. Think, okay. You think you think Lonzo's number one? I think Lonzo's number one. Okay. Funny shot and all. Lonzo with the little funny shot put. He just he just plays too natural. Like the best thing I look for in basketball players especially is what you don't have to teach or what you can't teach. That Nate Field. Best looking thing in the world. Yeah, that he's, always got, he's got a great feel for everything that's going everything on. Everything's going on. Like kind of sees where the offense is going all before. All you gotta goes. do is speed up that shot mechanic and just put on size, which is gonna naturally come because he's only nineteen. So I'm not worried about it. He, he's six six already. Yeah. Well, there's a few teams that have some interesting prospects who I think are gonna be between top five and top ten picks. Mm-hmm. Who aren't necessarily, I believe, gonna make even the Elite Eight. Outside of those top three, and Fultz is Washington's not in the tournament. That's what hurts him. Yeah. I, I wish he was So there. I, I think top three of who I'm ex- I'm excited to see of guys whose teams are going to go somewhere, it's going to come down to Lonzo Ball, UCLA. It's going to come down to Jason Tatum with Duke. Mm-hmm. It's going to come down Malik Monk with Kentucky. I think those are the top three, at least my slotted top three. I'm excited to see what Malik Monk do as well because he's a scorer. But I think Dylan Brooks, that's, that's my third one. If I had to pick with Jason Tatum and Lonzo Ball, Dylan Brooks. I've seen him the way he did – Earlier this year, I mean, the UCLA game early in the year, we hit that game winner right in Lonzo's face at the buzzer. Like that, you could cool. tell. I like Lonzo because he knows who's on the court. 
I like Dylan Brooks because he don't know how to act. So it's just the perfect storm. So I want to see what he does in there. Well, I mean, there's a ton of players. Yeah, there. Jonathan Isaacs of Florida State, freshman. Swanigan from Purdue. Caleb Swanigan over at Purdue. Miles Bridges in Michigan State. Yeah, yeah. You a got lot a of potential of lottery picks, man. It's a, a deep draft. It's going to be a fun tournament. Let's, let's, let's take the NBA prospect out of it just because I'm a Knicks fan. I'm only thinking in terms of draft picks because <laughs> when you, you know lose to the Nets, there. that's that's what happens. <laughs> that's just straight up. At least y'all got one this year. Yeah, that's great. Phil Jackson, for everything we've killed him for, he hasn't traded any draft picks yet. He knows something. But speaking of Selection Sunday, the women also had this selection tonight or today. Um, I don't know about you, but I think it's just a foregone conclusion. Typically, you, when someone wins 100 straight games, you kind of just expect them to roll. Gonna happen. That's just... Make it fun, though. I'll still watch a couple games. It's UConn versus everybody, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I'm watching the women's tournament. How is UConn going to make hear, it? You hear that, South Carolina? Who's going to stop them? You hear that, Stanford? <laughs> Please. Speaking, speaking of some youth athletics, too, let's shout out the Clifton Boys and Girls Club. Traveling team. Traveling team. Fifth and sixth graders, I believe. Yes. They are. Finish the season 16-0. and 0, Won their first playoff game yesterday. Making the push. They need two more. Clap, clap, salute. Right finish on. strong. I'm out here. No half-assery. Let's get it done. Perfect season in the thing without the ring. So you got to finish strong. So shouts to that going down. And shouts to the whole college basketball world and youth world because y'all have some great games. I mean, the championship games this week was was great, magnificent. I I even watched the MVC. Oh, I, I was watching everybody. I, I ain't got, Sometimes who you got to watch the MEAC. You got to watch the Ohio Valley Conference. Like Especially the automatic qualifiers. I saw some crazy new rules for the NIT. I'm some make it, take it if you hit a three. Speaking of crazy Twitter new going. rules, the World Baseball Classic, I don't oh. like that overtime rule. I don't like the extra innings rule. Please don't bring that to the MLB. It's <laughs> one they experiment. Word. Experiment there, and let me tell you how much I don't like it. But there's been a couple things going on with the WBC. Um, first of all, yeah, Israel. Yeah, Israel and— Israel have been coming out hot. And they Italy? played. They played not. Four and zero. Israel and Japan. In Japan, four and zero. Yeah, four and zero. Yeah, Japan beat the Netherlands in the extra innings. That's why I saw yeah, that yeah, little that's overtime. Where the overtime was. And I was, I didn't like that. Running start off first and second. They're trying to speed the game up, but yeah, but nah, that's that, not that reminds me of college football overtime when they put the ball in field goal range. We got runners on. That's different though. I feel like that's a totally different ball game with college football because looking at the NFL, that whole one team gets the ball thing is whack. Baseball, at least you both have a shot. So there's no reason to speed it up. If, if football, I think it's fair if both teams get a chance. Like, if you score a touchdown, the other team still get a chance. Right, right, which is fine. My whole, my whole thing is with advancing. College football, you're, the ball's advanced already. Football is still playing the regular rules. Baseball, you got to plate runners before you can move runners. If you start runners on, that's... But my problem with the NFL, not even a problem, I like the way they did it. It's a good compromise, but it could still be a one-team possession if they score a touchdown baseball you you automatically get both teams get a shot so there's no complaint so there's no reason to even kind of fix balancing it's yeah. a speed issue and why are you gonna reward people like now you button people over and do it i guess it's more exciting but they ain't trying to wait that's all it comes down the, to you know what on that that side three hours is better than five so i'll concede i'm just happy we even talk about the world baseball classic no, there's been some good games. U.S. You know, didn't get sent home, even though Dr. had that dramatic comeback on Friday night. Man, I'm surprised that. You see how many, it's not a shock to me, but how many Dominican fans down in Miami watching that game? 
Oh, that ain't no shock. They ain't no, they said, oh, word, we got some good baseball. Yeah, we ain't was... worried about the losing Marlins. Same losers crap all oh, the man. time. Man, nah, they probably happy to see some just winning baseball going <laughs> on. Like, okay, we here. But nah, World Baseball Classic is cool. Um, don't like the overtime rule, but definitely liking the energy, pulling up platinos out their pants and all that stuff. That's silly, but nah, I'm cool with it. But so let's get into NFL free agency. Oh, let's talk about it. What, your Ravens make any moves in note? Oh, we signed Danny Woodhead. So, solidify them young backs. Give them some little guiding hands. Show them how it's done to be that dual threat. Danny Woodhead was the original with the Patriots. You know? And Canada Dixon's suspended the first four games of the year. So it's definitely insurance. He does the same things offensively. Things happen, but it's okay. Because you know what he's going to do besides insurance for the first four games? He's going to teach Dennis Canada Dixon, who did a good job filling that role. How to be that all down back? Cause Danny yeah. Woodhead get out there, he block, he receive, and he carry. There's gonna be a lot of running backs in this draft. I wouldn't rush out to go draft somebody. Actually, Terrence one of them West. Draft somebody. Terrence West is still youngish too. Terrence West got drafted no, by the 27, Browns. 27, 28. He got drafted by the Browns what three years ago? Yeah, yeah. He he like 28. But Towson I mean, grad. Shout out the to only Towson thing, Tigers. Shout out to Towson uh, Tigers. But the only thing I was thinking about, and I love, I love um. Kenneth Dixon and Terrence West. I love Terrence West. He's only 28, but what what happens is. This draft is so deep with running backs that, you know, and you know Ravens' philosophy is always draft the best player on the board. Third, fourth round, you're going to see him all over the place. So I definitely wanted to pick one. I mean, we still might, especially late round, we still might snatch somebody up. It doesn't but, hurt. You brought back Brandon Williams. Glad with that. The only thing I don't like is that we still got expensive-ass Dumaville on there. I mean, Dumaville is still a great pass rusher, but we got all this money tied up in, in linemen that we don't need, like, I think I think actually they uh cut Dumerville. They cut they Dumerville? freed up that cat space. Yeah, when you guys I know had, there was plot and Hamilton Darius Webb got that the last minute X. <sighs> okay, they did it because I know I know <laughs> you they sound so relieved. I you know guys gonna plot, see hey, man, no this dude's shoulders just saw, you see, sound like pressure came Darius off. Darius Webb, he had many years of service. Elva Dumerville, thank you for the stop. But we need to get that cat room out of here. There's still one albatross sitting there, but it's all right. His contract is running up. You can't spell elite without F L A C Flacavelli. Is it two C's in Flacco? Yeah, there's two bum-ass C's. <laughs> uh, that's, 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 that's messed I was up. Ups, I was upset. Flacco okay. Valley, it's all right. But let's talk about the winners in free agency, really. Patriots. The Patriots, okay. Yeah, they're coming off a Super Bowl. How you... Somehow... How do the rich might, get richer like this? Yeah, they, they, they lost Logan Ryan. That's... That can be like a big move if that's they didn't negligible. replace him with Stephon Gilmore. It's negligible, exactly. I think that's an upgrade. I like Stephon Gilmore. Dante Hightower will likely be back if the Jets don't snag him. But because of the Patriots and everything's going this way, I think he will be back. They turned around and traded for Brandon Cooks as if they needed to bring in. That's the kicker. That's the kicker. Because you know what? They didn't need that. Because you know who their receivers was? Malcolm Mitchell, Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan. Right. And now Brandon Cooks. And Kimbrough Thompson. And and now you got Brandon Cooks who blows all them out the water. That's number one. Number two, they lost Logan Ryan, but you know what the caveat to that Brandon Cooks deal is? They swapped Malcolm Butler for the pick. So now they still have their two top corners intact. As long as nobody says, Malcolm Butler, I want to pay you, which I know why nobody is because Malcolm Butler is one of those people that you're not sure if he's a system guy or not. Patriots are perfectly fine with taking somebody to know who's in their system. Yeah, back. it's tough when you're looking at the Patriots. You know what? Here's here's a life lesson for any GM. If Bill Belichick or someone from the Patriots contacts you about one of your guys, they just did the scouting for you. Hold on to him. 
Right. Trust me. Just hold on. Right. Hold There's on something to him. There's something to him. You gotta look. You gotta relook at his file. Say what I miss. Yeah. You, maybe, as soon as he calls you. Something. Something. I'll call you back, here. Bill. What we miss here. Like that. That should be your first two options. Your first two moves. But Malcolm Butler pair in the backfield with Stephon Gilmore. You still got Patrick Chung and McCordy over the top. The defense looking solid. I think Dante will come back. I think Dante is looking at outside saying, I don't even want to go here. Is it worth the money? Brady just restructured his contract again. They have the money. They traded for Dwayne Allen. So Martellus Bennett left, and you got a cheaper option to be your second tight end. Rich get richer. Can we talk about my Giants for a second? No, nah, y'all made some good picks. Go ahead. Yeah, Brandon Marshall on a, a two-year, $12 million that deal. That's up. that's very it's a cheap deal. It's going to be the best quarterback he's ever played with. Y'all picked up a fullback too, right? We got yeah, we got Rhett Ellison. He was a backup over in Minnesota. He's a fullback, tight end, H back. We had Will Johnson the year before, missed the whole season. We played the whole season with no fullback. That's what y'all need. Y'all always missing the running game. So y'all still got Paul Perkins back there. Yeah, uh Shane Vereen came back on a one year deal. So, I mean, there's not another receiver we have on the roster that gives you what Shane Vereen gives you. Right. And it's a cheap deal. So you need there's still running backs floating out there. Don't don't get me wrong. That running back market's been mostly untouched. Yeah, the only person really picked up is Danny Woodhead. Yeah, Adrian Peterson, Latavius Murray still floating around. I believe Doug Martin's a free agent. It's because the the draft is so rich. Because if if I'm gonna if I could pick up a Dalvin Cook or something like that in the first round or even after that, Leonard Fournette, right? Somebody's gonna gonna get, go get Joe Mixon, right? And if I could get all those and pay them three four million dollars a year, why well, I'm gonna give thirty four year old Adrian Peterson four million dollars? That's really what it is. So the teams that swing and miss in the draft and don't get what they want, that's when they'll come up. Uh, receivers staying in the NFC East. Both Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon are gone. I like that Deshaun moves to Tampa Bay. Him and Mike Evans down there, that's, that's a good that's combo. That's going to be a good look. Jameis has something cool to work with. Right. Pierre Garçon over to San Fran. I believe Brian Hoyer is their quarterback for now. We'll see what happens with the rest of that. Let's see but, what happens with the Cousins thing, you know. But. Yeah, and well, as for now, he's still going to stay. Uh, Cousins is still going to stay in Washington. They added Terrell Pryor. That's pretty good insurance, losing your top receivers. A good one-year rental. I think that's totally for Terrell, though. Terrell's going to try to show out, especially if Cousins stays in Washington. He's going to show out, get his money, and leave because they ain't going to give him $60 million. Staying in the, in, the, in the East again, Philadelphia has Alshon Jeffrey on a one-year deal. I like that pickup. I like that pickup. Jordan Matthews is, is Jordan Matthews, but Alshon Jeffrey's going to be legit. I like Carson Wentz. He showed up a little bit in the beginning, but I think with a solid Alshon Jeffrey, like not Jordan Matthews dropping passes at the end of the season like it was, who knows, Zach Ertz has a return for him season. They added Torrey Smith, too. My my one thing about the Eagles is that they kind of added too many similar receivers. I feel like they should have went for a little smaller guy at speed. Well, I think, I think what they're going to do is you're going to have, because Alshon said it, he playing that X. You're going to move Jordan Matthews inside. He's going to be that short target. He got the rapport with Carson Wentz anyway. He got Torrey Smith burned and hope he got hands. That's about it. That's all you can do with Torrey Smith. <laughs> Let's, let's let's move down to the uh, last team in the NFC East, the Cowboys. Right. Where will where will the in, in incredulous Romo go? Tony Romo's still around. They announced on the opening of free agency that he'd be released after initially stating they were going to trade him. A couple days went by, they changed their mind. Now they want to trade him again. I don't see anybody making that trade, especially since they said they'd release him already. Why would you give up something you could, uh give give up something for him when you could just pay to have him? Right, that's exactly what happened. People are gonna be like, "You just said you was gonna release him. I ain't giving you nothing for him. Like it's just all principle. Like you're not gonna give him anything for him now. He, you rather wait him out. Nobody, nobody's even shown a ton of interest because they don't want to, you know, have the no, give the Cowboys it, any chance to make 
That's like saying you want to give me a that. bag of peanuts. I'm, I'm gonna give you the bag of peanuts. Then you know what? What you got? Like <laughs> what? You I, go... I buy it off you. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I don't even want them no more. Let's make a deal. I don't want your stink ass peanuts no more. Same things going on here. But I think what it's about is, I mean, the Cowboys might end up holding on to him. I think that's incredibly possible because, I mean, Dak's ref- reflection on the cap is literally nothing. So if you hold on for another year and then figure out what to do with Tony Romo at that point, who knows? But I think it's just a matter of kind of you kind of feel some type of way about if he goes. Because I think the most likely Tony Romo destination is Houston. Just from a logistical standpoint. They they can just straight up trade for him now if they wanted to. Maybe that's why the Cowboys change stance. They could, but they not. I don't think the Texans going to trade for him. They're not taking $20 million. You just ejected 15. You're not going to take $20 million back. That's number one. And I think the Broncos are in the same boat, too. Regardless of the principle, they're not taking $20 million. But at the same time, you rather wait the Cowboys out. And the Cowboys, I think, from their standpoint, was one, they were trying to flee somebody. Like the Patriots do. That's some Patriots stuff. Nah, nah, I'll trade for him because they seen, you know, the old Jimmy Garoppolo thing. Fake Instagram post got everybody going crazy. So so they tried to. I still think that's funny, by the way. Oh, that was hilarious. I I, I love whoever did that because you just got, you got the birds chirping for like five minutes. Oh, my God, he traded. Nope, false alarm. Y'all, y'all, y'all going off. You know what? That's a perfect sidebar. Hate to get off topic. But look at this. This is the problem with the fake news going on today. Y'all over here reporting off Instagram like it's a verified source. You over here thinking 50 got an extra kid because he posted some kid on Instagram. Like, nah, you got to research your point. You can't just be reporting off Instagram. The best thing, too, was there was no, oh, I was hacked. And that picture stayed up there. Stayed up there because <laughs> look, y'all look foolish. He probably put up himself and watch this. Agent laughing in the background. Look, your, your, your prices went up another $10 million. Nah, man. So, all right. Let's review free agency real quick before we get into our next topic. What do you think is the biggest move so far? Got to be... Actually, I was so sure until I thought about it. Um, I mean, it's a few things. I mean, my first guess would be the Brandon Cooks. I think that is a sign that the Patriots plan to win next year, right now. Keep it rolling, man. You can't like, blame yes. him. Brady, Brady, as indestructible as he's looked, he's not going to last forever. Father time's undefeated. He's not, but I think the next two, three years is fine. Yeah, they're pushing the Number chips one, to the I table. think it's completely possible that he feels better now than he did before. And, and... I think Brandon Cooks is that type of weapon, especially them giving up a first-round pick. And you know the Patriots is stingy. So they have some very much so concocted plans on what to do with this man. So I think that's the scariest thing. But besides that, I mean, I really like the Brandon Marshall move. I think that gives y'all a perfect – like I wouldn't be surprised, and I hate to say it, the Ravens are not probably in it this year. But – it's a little early. The AFC North always has uh We need some more weapons, man. I've been saying this for like years. We you can't survive, especially Steve Smith going now, you can't survive with Kamar Aiken and, and Brashad Perryman on the outside. You're the, not, you're not the Steelers in in your division, look at their weapons. Antonio Brown is very much better than Steve Smith. They got a young tight end. Jesse James is no slouch. Yeah. Even better. And you got Martavis Bryant Bryan's back this year. Matter of fact, this should be a Steeler-free zone. You got me upset talking about him. I'm sorry. But, I'm sorry. We had but to go that way. back to other football places. The Browns? I love talking about the Browns. It makes <laughs> me feel better about my situation. But yeah, I, I, I think the, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Patriots and Giants on a course. 
Because I think the Giants have extreme balance. I mean, I think your defense come along how it did. If it could maintain that form, there's no excuse. Y'all shouldn't be there. I think the Ravens making that uh, move they made with Brandon Williams kind of opened the door up for the Giants to possibly bring back Jonathan Hankins, which I'd love. I, I wasn't a fan of losing him. We keep losing defensive tackles. I would have preferred to keep Hankins to Pierre Paul. Mm. If you can keep them both and just get get the offensive line a little better. Because two years ago, it was the same offensive line DJ as a Fluker. season ago. Yeah, we had Giants had a DJ Fluker, re-signed John Jerry, so we got some competition on the right side. Right. Put we some got, motivation in the water. Still got to see how it's going to play out. As, as far as winners, I definitely go. I'm going New England, too. I think that Stephon Gilmore move as well. Yes. And, that, and that solidifies their the defense. The swap for a pick instead of Malcolm Butler when you lost Logan Ryan, yeah, I think that's that solidified. That Brandon Cooks trade initially, they were going to have to give up Malcolm Butler. They kept him and moved back eight spots. They they swapped their first-round pick, which is 32nd overall. And if you remember, Malcolm Butler was not lining up on number ones last season. Nope. So now so now he's moving over to number twos because Stephon Gilmore going to step in that spot. You're going to take Malcolm Butler against, I mean, Torrey Smith, stuff like that. I'll take that. We'll look at the twos in, in the AFC East. Who's he really going up against? Nobody. Kenny Stills. <laughs> Quincy a new one next year, maybe? It's not a ton of uh, top-level talent he has to worry he about. Because he had a great season this past season. All right, but, so that, that's that's about it as far as for free agency right now. Let's, let's move over to combat sports just for a second. There's not a lot of major fights to talk about currently. You do have Triple G and Danny Jacobs coming up. They're going to fight over at the Barclays in in the month. That's going to be a big that? fight. It's I was just watching the HBO 24-7 with Jacobs. He got um. He got a lot of people in his camp. He does. I mean, his food, his nutrition guy is ex-boxer himself. I cannot think of his name. It escapes me right now. It escapes me right now. Nope, can't think of his name. But Danny Jacobs is, I mean, he got a lot of people in his camp. He, he's the best guy that Triple G will have fought. But that being said, I think Triple G just still hit too hard for grown men. I want to see him against Canelo. Another guy uh, Triple G fought, David Lemieux, he just had a fight with Curtis Stevens. Canelo too big for last Triple G, though. I don't think that's the case. But Curtis Stevens, that knockout, if you haven't seen it, I'll, I'll send you the link. I'll put it up on the uh, Twitter as well. Twitter, uh, our Twitter page, Instagram What's handles the same. Our right? commentary. He's fighting at uh, middle. That's one fifty, one forty five, one forty four. I believe he's fighting at. Right, Canelo walk around at one fifty something, one sixty. They're the same. They're both not welterweights. They both fight either middle or super middle. Neither one of them are actually welterweights. That is the mega fight that he. That's made. why people are like. Well, Floyd has to come up and fight Triple G. No, no, Floyd's coming out of retirement. And Floyd's coming out of retirement to fight Conor McGregor. That's about you it. Might, you might think this or that about the whole fight. You might think it's a farce to have, you know, this is all promo. This guy's a, a mixed martial artist fighting in a boxing ring. All that may be true, but you're still going to spend your money on it. Look, I I'm know a, I am. I'm going to play devil's advocate right now. You don't think he catch him once? No. Not once? Nope. Mm. Conor's a little awkward fighter, though. So was Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao was one of the best in his weight class, and he couldn't catch Mayweather. Look, let's look back at Mayweather, and you could say, yeah, he's older now. How many times you seen him get caught? The last major shot I saw him take. Shane Mosley. Yeah, and he shrugged that off. It's 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 not the same. It's it's so different of how 
even the approach to movement in the ring is going to be in an octagon versus an actual ring. I think that might be even more dangerous, though. I think, because, you know. Not unless he's throwing snap kicks. You know who I think about? Who was the fight before Manny Pacquiao? The guy that fought him twice. That fought Floyd twice. Maidana? Maidana. Carlos Maidana. Marcos. Marcos Maidana. I don't know who Carlos is. Carlos Baldemir. <laughs> another bum who got 12-0 next. But Marcos Maidana, those two fights, especially the first one, even though it really wasn't close, it was competitive because he mucked the fight up. He didn't. Yeah, he, the he one, didn't one issue. The one sh- issue with uh, Canelo against Floyd was Canelo tried to outbox him. That's not. And work. you're not gonna outbox the best boxer in the world. Nope. So you gotta kind of get ugly. Not Victor Ortiz Marcos type ugly. You saw to, what happened. To MMA. You try to throw him out the ring. Yeah. And and that's what kept it. It kept it off kilter. It kept it competitive. So you don't think kind of bringing that same same thing there. Mm-mm. Actually, I think you're right. I think he's gonna jump and get caught. Yeah, and I, I think, think I think happen. I think that's what will happen. Everyone's like, Floyd's gonna knock people out. And then he's gonna he, catch him. He normally doesn't fight. Mixed martial artists. And they normally don't piss them off this much. I don't think... I think these guys are, are going to give you the greatest promo. If, if this fight doesn't happen, which I'm saying it now, at Blunt Talk Episode 6, this fight will happen within the next... I'll say by next Cinco de Mayo at the very latest. It has to because somebody van got blown up. That's true. I mean, he got money to pay for it. But this the this fight... Thing. This fight will happen. If you blow up a van, you could usually get people to come out of retirement. It's going to happen. I'm going to pay money for it. I'm saying Floyd knocks him out. Oh, I agree. I was just trying to be devil's actors to do it, just to be that nah, contrarian. On, I don't believe in kind of a Gregor. <laughs> I've seen that movie, The Great White Hype. It's the same story. You might as well document Listen, this and put it on HBO. Conor McGregor is great in the UFC. It's not the same thing. You might as well call him Conklin. He's great in the UFC. And Floyd is the Grim Reaper. Damon Wayne's with no gut. It's the same movie. It's just in real life. You know what I will do? I will try to make some money off of that. <laughs> Let me put a Sp- down. Speaking of making money off, what's yours? Let's talk about the Ball family for a second. The Big Baller brand. Big Baller. Starting we, your own brand. Built for this. I like it. I like it a whole lot. That's the best quote I might have heard. You don't think UCLA is exploiting them? Man, I love that interview. Look, I'll tell you, I love. I ever since the first time the pops came out and I seen him, I loved it. Cause I'm, all, here, I'm here for every Levar Ball quote. Right, because all I all I hear is love out his voice. Really, that's all I hear out his mouth. I love my kids. Why should I think anything different? That's number one. He did something right. We're talking about them. All of them, not even just one. All of them, like some Peyton Manning family stuff. Jay Billis yesterday actually on uh Sports Center. Uh, on Sports, I'm sorry. Outside the lines made the comparison. That it's very similar to the Book of Manning. Maybe it's a little more vitriol. <laughs> you got three kids, two of them closer in age, one a little younger. Right. And, you know, you play the sport and you're pushing it on them. They're all doing it, and they love it. You're not – these kids aren't, like, abused. They're not tortured. Their father just happens to be driving them to be great basketball players. And they've responded by being great basketball players. I hated the fact they pointed it out, but just because you said I think it's, it's wise to point it out, the young one – had a stack of bread in his hand, so they're not hurting for nothing. Everything is going as it needs to be. So anybody worried about that can just flush that thought. Hey, that's, fi- I, hey, that's $50 a pop for them BBB t-shirts. I'm telling you. 
that's good business. And I'm not mad at it at all because he right because th- that's what you selling out UCLA. I mean, look at the tournament. You want to get technical about Look at the tournament. That's all y'all doing with the tournament, but I'm here for it. It's okay. But I'm just saying, why are you going to hate on it? But I thought it was hilarious how all these people, all these experts talking about all oh, the fathers making it toxic for his son and all this. Says who? Says you. Says you. It's like, I ain't hear the boy complain. I ain't hear none of them boys complain once. They love it. They do. They uh, He was their coach on top of that. So he's oh, real yeah. connected. He's real close to all of this. Yeah. He had a plan, and his plan worked out, man. This, this guy's planning to monetize the skill and, and celebrity of his son's basketball. Even better than that, he's setting them up with their own stuff. Yeah, they got their I own brand I don't even call it monetizing. It. It's naturally going to monetize whether you get there. He's just coming with a vehicle. Say, hey, this is our vehicle. You can either buy it or you can watch it. And he knows his kids are that good that they're going to have to make a decision. I mean, I'm not even worried about that. I just do what you do. Do what you do. I love every second of it. That's exactly what you should do. Anybody else thinks otherwise, just mad they didn't think of it first. That's about it. Oh, man. All right. Blunt Talk Episode 6. We done gave y'all disappointment with the NBA Showcase and Resting Stars. Quick stat. James Harden's missed one game since 2014. I need y'all to remember that forever. Man. Quick stat we did not touch on. Who's your top three MVPs? Oh, yeah. Let's get into that. Updated MVP standards as of March 14th. Happy National Pie Day. I got James Harden number one. Russell Westbrook has fallen slightly back to number two, and this is only because of what I saw Harden do against the Cavs on Sunday. Big-time performance. LeBron, LeBron's still at three, but because we're not counting LeBron James, I put Kawhi Leonard. You got to. I mean, LeBron is facing the same thing MJ faced when he— MJ should have been an eight-time league MVP. He only won five. LeBron ain't winning another one unless he does something incredible or needs another two years and does it at, like, 30. So I'll put Kawhi in that third— I'll put Russell and James Harden 1A, 1B. This is why. Russell Westbrook's record when he gets the triple-double speaks for itself. They like 11 and 23 or 24 when he doesn't. They 26 and 6 when he does. I mean, I know it's not 40 wins, but if he makes the playoffs, obviously they needed every triple-double he could scratch to get there, to even be competitive. Yeah, it's quite necessary for him to do as much for them to even – even make it. Even be a top six seed in the West. Right. So, I feel like you got to give him credit for that. I mean, James Harden's not that far off with the numbers average, but it's a different team. And, and and Russell Westbrook is literally dragging them across the finish line. I think he should reward that. Um, Co-MVP is totally fine with me. I remember when Peyton Manning and Steven Nair, RRP got that. So, I think it will be app- applicable in this situation, but... MVP. I mean, there's some great basketball being played. NBA. We still got a, a long month full of playoff seeding in, in the NBA. Right. We got March Madness. Right. We got the NFL draft coming up. Oh, man. It's a fun time, man. It's a fun time. It's just getting started. I can't wait for March Madness. We're going to check back here. Um, I mean, everybody get your brackets done. We got our brackets done. Uh, put up some full brackets. You put your full bracket up. Put my full bracket up on, on the on our commentary so you can see it, see how, how the expert, real experts do it. <laughs> I'm no expert, but this day at a Holiday Inn Express last night. Hey, man, that's a smart man, sounds like to me. And with that, Blunt Talk Episode 6, Return of the Jedi, we out. We signing off. Just to let y'all know, this is Jordan, a.k.a. The Water Boy. 
This is Joe. You check our Instagram, Twitter. Name's the same. It's Doc J. Our commentary for show content. Colorcommentary.com slash radio. iTunes friendly, Google Play friendly, and stay on the lookout. We gonna go live. We gonna need y'all feedback when y'all call into us. Coming up next week. Stay tuned for more details, but stay locked on Color Commentary. We got more coming for you. In the words of Joey Logano, keep your right up. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>